Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Some you win, some you lose, but every week there's ringing the blues. That's right, the official Wickham Wanderers podcast is back for another episode with me, Phil Catchpole. Coming up this week, we've got all the action and reaction from both the Wigan and the Accrington Stanley games, two opposition views, plus we've got an interview with a fan and David Stockdale from this week's sponsors event at the training ground. But first, let's head to Mexico City with Uri for the results and some chairboy Spanish. ringing the blues from Mexico City. My name is Uri and here are the results for League One. AFC Wimbledon 2, Doncaster Rovers 2, Accrington Stanley 3, Wicom Wanderers 2, Burton Albion 0, Shrewsbury Town 2, Cheltenham Town 1, Crew Alexandra 2, Lincoln City 0, Gillingham 2, MK Dons 2, Bolton Wanderers 0, Morecambe 1, Ipswich Town 1, Oxford United 4, Cambridge United 2, Plymouth Argyle 0, Rotterdam United 1, Portsmouth 3, Fleetwood Town 3, Sheffield Wednesday 2, Charlton Athletic 0, Wigan Athletic 0, Sunderland 3. Well, Wickham have led several times in the last three games and have just one point to show for it. So Chervo is Spanish this week, throwing the lead away. Well, to throw, tirar, the lead, el liderazgo, away, lejos. Well, I would say tirando el liderazgo or perdiendo el liderazgo, like losing the lead. But I will be more aggressive this time, and it will be throwing the lead to the drain. Drain caño, tirando el liderazgo al caño. Oh, chair boys, please, return to the path of wind. Please do. Back to England with my amigo Phil Catchpole. Until next week. Cheers, Uri. Right, the first of last week's game, then a home game against high-flying Wigan Athletic. Here's what happened. Commentary with me and Nick Freeman. And oh, oh, lovely touch to Kai Kai. Oh, oh, what a, what a goal from Wigan Wanderers. Sally Kai Kai. Well, it's all about the layoff first, isn't it? The Vokes layoff was sublime. I thought that was good until Sully Kai Kai put it into the bottom corner. And that was even better. Wickham won. Wigan Athletic nil. Unbelievable touch from Sam Vokes right into the path of, of Kai Kai. And he's just drilled it in the bottom corner. A man playing with confidence at the moment. And just deserves his chance. And he's, and he's taken it again. Got his first goal of the season. And what a goal it was. Max Powers a very long way from goal and shaping up to go for a shot and he does and he's beaten away by Stockdale and he's in the 
is headed home by Naylor. The shot was from a huge distance. It bounced in front of Stockdale, who could only sort of scoop it up into the air. And Naylor headed the ball home on the rebound. It's Wigan Wanderers 1, Wigan Athletic 1. Wasn't expecting Max Power to shoot from there. And he's had a bit of swerve on the ball and dipped. Stockdale had to try and push it away, but not far enough. And then Wigan collected on the second, so... Corner is whipped in again. Right away, cross it in! They've got the goal. It's Lang. The ball was whipped in. And it was bodied in at the back post by Callum Lang. And Wigan have come from behind here in the second half. Wigan Wanderers 1, Wigan Athletic 2. Power. Rolls it into the feet of Keane. Farina with the tackle. Stewart with the second one. Oh, it's gone through to Lang. Narrow angle. Scores! Wigan 3-1 up here at Adams Park. And Callum Lang with his second of the game. And there's players coming together in the penalty area as well. Watmore's going up to David Stockdale. Something happened off the ball there in the celebrations, but it was a sublime finish from Callum Lang. Gareth, a home defeat against a side that looked destined for the championship. We've played better teams, uh, worse teams, sorry, in the championship last year than that. They were a good side, um, very good side. And, uh, they were a big club, Wigan, you know, with the history they've had. And uh, and they've sorted themselves out with all their problems. And uh, we've got a good team together there, you know, the likes of uh, McLean and, and Keane and, and, you know, ex-Premier ex League players there. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not disappointed as much as I was Saturday about this game tonight. You know, we knew this was going to be tough. We played really well first half, you know, and uh, I thought we held them at bay really well. Um, set pieces, you know, two set pieces, really. Um, we have to defend those better. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've not been given any set pieces lately, and, uh, and it's almost like we, we gifted a couple of goals there for them. Um, they've put the deliveries in well, but we've got we've got to defend those better, you know, as a team. Um, and the third goal, I'm disappointed at, you know, we'll pick the bones out of that, but no individual blame, I, I do that privately. Um, we win and lose together, and believe me, we'll get back on track together, no doubt. You rung the changes at the back and the change of formation as well. Yeah. Uh, but like you say, it seemed to work in the first half, but Wigan just seemed to go up a gear in that second. They're a good side, they really are. And like I say, you know, the 5-5 five, five Saturday and then the 1-1 one, one at Lincoln and the 0-0 nil, nil here at Shrewsbury, they're the ones that hurt me. I asked for nine points out of those three games um, and the boys almost got me nine. Um, but almost isn't good enough. You know, we've got to make sure that we are ruthless and we, and we get what we need um, again we've got a run of games coming up now that I'm going to demand that we, we get points out of because you know you're not playing your Wiggins you're not playing your Rotherhams we've got um, we've got some decent teams that we can go up against and we know that on our day we can beat um, we've got to have our day we've got to pick ourselves up not feel sorry for anyone because nobody feels sorry for me um, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go again on Saturday I can't wait for it actually and uh, yeah looking forward to, uh, to putting this side out against Accrington it was a disrupted start, you know, the changes into the game, but then Ryan Safazoli in the warm-up, uh, you losing then, that must be very difficult to deal with. Yeah, you know, and, and that at the moment, we're, we're not getting the rub of the green. You know, we've had it at times, we're not getting it at the moment, but we've been in a lot worse places than this. This is uh, this is Wickham Wanderers. Um, 
you know, playoffs of League One. It's uh, it's not a bad place to be after the uh, after the disappointments of years gone by. So um, we're still well in the race, and uh, and I've got, like I said, I've got a bunch of boys in there who want to start winning again. They want to dust themselves off. We've. Uh, you know, I think we've only lost two or three more than the leaders this season. So, you know, we are a good side, but we've got to start converting those uh, those draws into wins like we did at the start of the season. You know, um, we, we looked very good at the start of the season. Just seem to have lost our way slightly, but I'll get them back on track. Don't worry about that. Six without a win and teams all over the place now at the top of the table doing results and going on bad and good runs as well. Um, every team has their bad run, I guess. Every team has their bad run, you know. If we get rid of ours now and we finish well, then, then everyone will forget about this. You know, it's uh, that's football, really. You know, the next win, um, I know that, that saying you're only as good as your last result. I don't believe in that at all, you know. Uh, we're only as good as 46 results and I'll let you know how that is at the end of the season. Uh, Dominic Gate back in the squad and then back on the pitch in the second half as well must have been a welcome sight. Real positive, you know, Dom's probably a player that can get the ball down, find feet, uh, find a good pass and uh, and he's going to be a welcome addition to us, you know, and uh, it's tough, you know, Dow Hogan and um, JJ almost missing out at the start of the, the squad and that's 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 the rotations I've got now, you know, some fantastic players as well, some of these youth, young players coming through, you know, so um, the club's in a lot better shape than it ever has been. It just doesn't feel like it right now. Um, but believe me, we'll be back on track soon. I guess the scrutiny of, of who goes on the bench now, that never used to be a thing because it used to be <laughs> whoever was left would go on the bench. But now you have to select your substitutes as well. Listen, I remember the days of away at Shrewsbury on New Year's Day with three on the bench and, and you could put five on. We just couldn't fit five on. Now I'm leaving twos and threes out, which is great. You know, it's a real testament of where this club has come. Um, like I say, it's, uh, it's a tough one to take tonight, but still more disappointed Saturday and, and probably the couple of games before that we need to get back on track I've got a bunch of boys in there who are devastated tonight because they're up again and uh, we've, we've just not defended well on a couple of set pieces which disappoints me but um, you know we've got to be ready for Accrington Saturday I think they've got beat by Doncaster tonight so the league is so tight anyone can beat anyone we need to start beating people I know that I'm not stupid um, ready to go again uh, no Curtis Thompson in the squad tonight. Is, was that a tactical or an injury? No, Curtis is injured. Uh, I think people saw him hobble off at the end of the game on Saturday and I think he'll be out for, uh, for a couple of weeks. We'll see. Um, but like I said, Dominic Gate coming back in. Lewis Wing did well. Although, you know, match fitness, I think we need to um, get him back up to speed. He hasn't played a, a great deal of games lately. And, uh, and uh, like a plethora of, of subs, you know, like your McCleary's, your McCarthy's and, and, you know, just not getting on the pitch at the moment. So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll try and get the right combination soon. Working hard to do that. Um, also working hard on, on, you know, trying to break down Accrington Saturday and then, you know, like I say, some winnable games coming up. But then Rotherham here will be tough as well. We'll have to see what we do there. But I'm um, not pleased, as always, proud of the boys and uh, positive as ever. So then, here is the first of two opposition views this week. Understandably, the Wigan fans were quite happy after the win at Adams Park. Boo Lock 82. Fabulous turnaround there. Uh, I feared for us after the first half when we couldn't deal with their long ball style, but a couple of excellent subs and a bit more desire at the back completely changed that. Superb! Season-defining win for me, that. Made in Wigan. The proverbial tale of two halves. Why we started out with hoofball, again, I really don't know. 
McGuinness proves game after game he isn't a target man, so why we keep lumping it to him is a mystery. Wickham's time-wasting was embarrassing, and Stockdale should have been sent off for that punch on power. Overall, another hard-fought three points, <laughs> though some of that difficulty was of our own making. Zeb 2. We were as brilliant in the second half as we were crap in the first. I hope that 45-minute display puts to bed the hit-and-hope rubbish we play sometimes. We aren't a long ball team. We're not very good at it. But the second-half display of quick passing, direct running and proper attacking football was very nearly an exhibition. In fact, happen it was. King Dazoo 06. After we switched style and started to pass the ball, rather than hoofing it to no one, we were unlucky not to be in the lead at half-time. Wickham went from bullying us to their only touches of the ball being a clearance or a, or a tackle. They were chasing shadows and it was only a matter of time before we scored. Totally blew them away after we stopped playing into their hands and played our game, the game that we seem bizarrely reluctant to accept we are so good at! Jeff's right. To all those who say we went long ball at the start, we had something like 70% possession in the first half and played double the number of passes that Wickham did. Mooney. To play devil's advocate, going long ball and bullying them in the first half gets the opposition defence knackered by half time. Then, bringing on fresh legs to play football in the second half suckers them. This has been the case in quite a few games. Why would we want to change this? Ticks talk. Wickham are a good direct team who knew how to combat our direct style in the first half. But as soon as we started passing it around with speed when we brought Humphreys and Edwards on, they completely melted. TH10. I think their left-back, Abita, looked a good defender and Lang had a real battle with him. Vokes is a great target man at this level too. If we hadn't changed the way we were playing at half-time, we'd have lost tonight. Fair play to the manager and the players for turning it around. Hickey, 86. <laughs> Enjoyed watching the Wickham keeper slowly have his piss boiled throughout the second half until he finally erupted after the third goal. Top second half that from Wigan in stark contrast to the first 25 minutes. Can't afford to do that against the better side. <laughs> Luckily it's only Sunderland next. Woolly. Wickham couldn't get out of their own half after the break. We more than deserve the three points. Every season, the fans that sponsor the players' home, away and training kits get invited up to the training ground to meet their players and hang out and watch training for the morning. This season's event took place last week at the training ground and Wanderers TV was there to capture some of the action. Miriam Payne is a long-standing Wickham fan and she sponsors David Stockdale. So Miriam, we're at the players' sponsors event, yes. or the shirt sponsors, so uh, who do you sponsor? I sponsor Stockers training shirts. Wow, okay, so what does that get you then? 
um, we're going to be come down here and meet Stocco today, which is brilliant. So yeah, no, love, lovely day. Really good to get to come out and watch the train in and uh, get to get to see Blooms and Gaz and some of the old faces again, and also get to meet Stocco, which is really nice. So all the kit sponsors and the home away and training. So all the sponsors came today, met their players and all the other players as well. Yeah. What did you make of the training session? It was great. It was so fast. You don't, you don't realise until you're up close just how fast everything is. But yeah, no, it was great. It was really, really interesting to see the behind the scenes. So yeah, and the training ground has changed so much since the last time I was here. And you're a fan in exile, right? And you've travelled quite a long way to come to I this. I am. I'm a northern exile. So yeah, I live, in, I live up in Wigan now. We moved up there five years ago. But uh, yeah, always nice to come back down to Wigan. So you drove down to meet David Stockdale? Well, I'll have a cup of tea with my mum and a bit of a cake. But yeah, no, mainly to meet Stockdale. <laughs> And you've got a brilliant Wickham Wanderers history as well, because I mean we've chatted online about this, but yeah. you used to do what I did quite recently. You used to work for the hospital radio here. I did, yes. Yeah. So back in the sixth hall, God, 30 years ago. Uh, doesn't seem that long ago, does it? But time flies. Yeah, so I did hospital radio over at Wickham Hospital. Um, I had a request show um, every Wednesday evening. And uh, yeah, I used to go around, get all the requests from all the patients in the hospital. And then I also had um, players come, two players a week came down and uh, we'd have a chat on the air and that was brilliant. And also occasionally filled in with uh, the commentary for the blind that they used to do and uh, sometimes the commentary for the hospital from, uh, from Abbey's Park as well. It's a great way into the media, right? Brilliant, it's brilliant. It's a great way in. And so many people, you don't realise that start out doing hospital radio. I mean, I didn't ever want to be on air long term but uh it was a really good in for a media career yes and so that sort of time then we're talking the martin o'neill era 1991 yeah martin o'neill so we moved down to wickham in 91 and dad uh was like oh come on let's go along to like the local match you know <laughs> and uh that was it fell in love with wickham and uh Martin O'Neill was an absolute gent, so I wanted to get him on the hospital radio show. And they, uh, the guys down there basically said, "Oh, we've tried to get the players on. Good luck. You'll never get it." And I said, oh, "I will." I went down to the training ground after training one night and just sort of sat in my car and I grabbed Martin O'Neill after training and said, "Would it be okay if we came down uh, to, to Wickham Hospital and came on the on the radio and, and talked to some of the?" The locals and he said yeah absolutely that sounds like a good plan I'll, I'll send you a couple of players each week what what time do you want them there and good to his word every wednesday i had two players showing up at the studio and it was brilliant really good fantastic and this paved the way for a media career for you didn't it i'd always wanted to work in the media like I, when i was younger i wanted to be a football commentator <laughs> loved jimmy hill he <laughs> 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 was a bit of a jimmy hill fan back in the day but uh yeah i didn't ever want to be on camera though and it, you know things were different back then for for girls working in football it was a lot harder so you know that didn't work out but I, I really uh, I loved the behind the scenes stuff I loved the producing so um, after university I moved out to the US and uh, started working in uh, in media over there I, I worked on air and off air for various affiliates in Chattanooga in Baltimore and in Las Vegas and then moved home 2009 and I worked on the NBC foreign desk for five years and now I'm in PR. <laughs> wow right so I think we should roll the clock back here okay. 30 years and <laughs> we're going to get an interview with you and David Stockdale so okay. you know he's not prepared for this but no, I'm sure. Put me on the spot here Phil. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be marvellous. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. <laughs> right we're going to go on to the serious stuff now. Oh. Back when I did hospital radio yeah. I always used to get the players to come on and tell me what the favourite song was and sing us a couple of bars. Can you do that? I can't sing. What's your favourite song? I'm, I'm going to say Ellen John, your song. Okay. It means a lot to our family. Um, Why is it special? It was my wedding song. Oh, nice. Um, and it was just a song that's been on 
a lot of important things that you realise because it was your wedding song yeah. and it comes up and crops up. It's like the number 13 really. Comes up in like random places and surprises yeah. you when you're not. And I ain't got my Elton glasses or shirt, so I can't get into character. So I think you channel your inner Elton a little bit. I, I, I'll probably mess up the words as well. Yeah, don't do that because your wife wouldn't be happy if you messed yeah. up the words of your wedding song. So why is number 13 important to you? Um, it actually came from when I was really young and um, it went in alphabetical order and my name, we had a um, Jordan Yoroff played, uh, Terry Yoroff's son, um, and he was obviously the last. I was the middle, so I was, Gorky was born 13 and 23 at the time, okay. so I always got 13 and it used to be like, oh, unlucky, mm -hmm. and I did quite well, so it was like, oh, totally it's right. actually lucky for me, so it always went like that, and then I had it until I went to Fulham because Danny Murphy had it and you can't really ask Danny Murphy to have no. number 13. So when he left, I bagged it and then, so Jack Grimmer was there then. Um, and I just tried to have it everywhere I went. I don't know, it's superstition, really. Yeah. But everything's 13, like even the kids have taken. Really? That like, little man has 13 on his thing. Do you have like special parties when they hit 13 then? Like that's the, that's the that, big one. They, they mention that, but then they have special parties all the time, all the time. <laughs> kids and, and it's hard, so... Um, but yeah, everything, like, it's weird, because any of the kids see 13 now, mm. on my wife, it's like, oh, look, this is made for us. Yeah. So you could sit at any number for the past two years, but if you sit in seat 13, oh, this is going to be a good That's, seat. It's going to be a good one, yeah. yeah. So, let me ask you a question Okay. Then. Let's go back to your hospital radio. Oh, yeah. What, what was your sequence? How, how would you do it? So, to cheer people up, how would you try and do a programme? Well, I had the request show. So, right. I'd get in and I'd have to go around the wards and talk to people and right. see if they wanted a song playing. Like, chat to them a little bit, find out how they were doing, why were they in hospital, you know, anybody that they wanted to give a shout out to and what was their favourite record and could I play it for them. So, it was really nice. I didn't really have a set program yeah. or anything, it was winging it, and then I had the players came in for the last hour of the show, I had two come in each week, so okay. the first, first part was just all requests from all the people up on the water, which was lovely, and then just all the players and getting them to getting them to pick their songs and uh, give some shout outs. So did you enjoy the, going around the ward as much as the actual radio? Absolutely, I loved yeah. it. I, I'm really, really squeamish though like needles, blood, not okay. So that was a bit of a challenge. If some people had like all the IVs and things, they'd be like, I'm just not gonna look at that bit. Uh, I'm just gonna concentrate on the face, but yeah. But it must be nice to meet them. It was. And then if they're listening later on, they get to hear it and cheer them up. And... It was really nice, you know, and just get to bring smiles to someone's faces in hospital. It's not nice yeah, being in, is it? quite so. rewarding as well. And, Definitely. And um, obviously it went downhill when Phil came. Well, and I didn't actually know him at the hospital right oh, now. did you know? My, he started after I'd left. I, just, I did it for a couple of years when I was in sick form and then obviously I moved right. away to uni, so um, he must have well, I, started I, doing it then. I did a little bit of research and apparently it went downhill when you left and <laughs> Phil came in and... They stopped having the players on the show after I left. Yeah, because uh, apparently <laughs> Phil kept taking the piss out of them, so they stopped coming in and then it, it, it just went downhill. And then they've just started up again now, Phil's left apparently. Okay. So, yeah, they're bringing it back. Yeah, so to be fair, well, um, this is why he asked us to do this interview because apparently people are getting sick of 
listening to him talk all the time. So there were some different faces on. Yeah, yeah. like happy faces, um, a bit, a bit talkative, you know, informative, you know, a good old interview with with professional people. And the important topics that everybody wants to know. Yeah, like what's your favourite song? Yeah. He's asking silly questions like. How did the result go at the weekend? And like, how's how's the lads feeling? What's the injury updates? You need some proper content for Wanderers TV, you know. So they invited us on, and uh, I think we're giving them the good stuff. Do you know what? This is what we're here for, and I'm pretty sure that you'll have an email from Hospital Radio again now they've started up because once you see this, they'll, they'll just know what they've missed for the last few years. <laughs> Cheers, Doco, and thanks, Miriam, as well. About time you had a proper journalist asking the questions around here. If you'd like to sponsor any of the players' shirts or training kit, then get in contact with the club ahead of next season. You can also see that full interview on Wanderers TV, along with a whole host of other things, from match action to retro stuff as well, and we've got lots coming up for you too. For £4.50 a month, you get all the audio commentaries for every game, plus access to the Wanderers TV content. Right, back to the action now. Wickham had the long trip to Accrington Stanley on Saturday. Here's the action from the Crown Ground with me and Matt Cecil. Jacobson gets a foot on it, but only as far as Morgan. Spokes, though, working hard, comes back and gets it. Then drifts the pass wide now to look to Jason McCarthy. He's got there ahead of McConville, he's in trouble. McCarthy, narrow angle, he's in the area, lays it back. Folks scores! Sam Bokes, 11 for the season for him. Almost in slow motion, it was Bokes' lovely pass that opened up the play. McCarthy drilled it across, it wasn't cleared. And Vokes, calm as you like, left-footed, just stuck it in. I think the keeper got a touch, but it was helpless otherwise. And it's Accrington Stanley nil, Wicker Wanderers one. Conville then, his mistake allowed Wickham in down the right-hand side. It goes in and it's there, somehow it's in, I'm not sure who scored it. Black stays out on the other side, and it's Karadi and it's Doyen, I think. And just as we were appraising the commentary position here, I have no idea how that went in, but it has got in, and it's 1-1. Goal coming on 19 minutes. Yeah, we'll need another look at that. Um, Paul defending from the chair boys from this vantage point anyway. Uh, a free kick from, what, 40 yards out. McConville, often the scourge of the chair boys down the years, delivered it towards the near post really rather than uh, lofting it to the back stick and it's been turned in we'll have a look there's a uh, smoke bomb is let off by the Stanley Ultras to our left which have a look here Phil on the replay as McConville turns in the free kick and the 44 has peeled away it's a really poor goal to concede here's McCarthy on the right hand side Cross comes in, looking for Kai Kai, keeper's made a mistake, a beater has it in the area, volleys it across, keeper was out of his goal, it's back in by Vokes and it's cleared off the line, Wickham knocking on the door again, Kai Kai goal! Sonny Kai Kai, Wickham have the lead again! It was intense pressure from Wickham, the keeper was diving all over the place, there was a clearance off the line, the cross was put back in by Gabe and Kai Kai heads into the top corner, Akrinson 1, Wickham 2, great game here at the crown. 
Butcher forwards. Flicked on by Pelly to the box. Narrow angle and it goes in. Goal! It's Sykes. The flick on came on and the centre back from a narrow angle right footed. Buries it into the side netting. Inside David Softdale's goal. Accrington 2. Wickham Wanderers 2. Not the start to the second half. Wickham Wanderers won it. It, a goal that one dealt with the initial long throw but only as far as well, 25-30 yards out who's just dinked a ball back into danger flicked on and Sykes runs through unmarked to turn it home McConville with the corner for Accrington drifts it in now nodded down it's not cleared, Nottingham has it, back to goal, narrow angle. Rolls it back to Butcher, Butcher, left footing, crosses into the back post again, header comes in and scores! Harry Powell, the big midfielder, won the header and buried it in the bottom corner and Accrington had come from behind and now the scoreboard is correct. Accrington Stanley's three, Wicker Wanderers two. Gareth, the win won't come and a narrow defeat in the end of the crown. Really, really poor second half defending, you know. Um, we can't we can't let teams step on us like that, you know. Accrington have changed, obviously. They've landed the Giants now and they're doing what we used to do, it seems, you know. I think the direct play really caused us a problem and uh, set pieces again. You know, we conceded two on Tuesday, we've conceded two today. And even the other goal was come from a throwing, you know, which you can consider a set piece. So any stoppages at the moment, you know, it's, uh, it was really tough to uh, to take that one. Um, having said that, we've got to score at the other end there. You know, we had an open goal and uh, I think we've got, to, we've got to score and at least make it 3-3. But, you know, draws at the moment are not our friend. Uh, we uh, we need to get back to winning ways. Uh, yeah, we're in a bad run. I've been in plenty of bad runs, don't worry about that. Um, but, um, yeah, getting uh, getting back to winning ways would be good. I thought first half, we looked very good. We looked really good, what we'd worked on in the week. Getting the two uh, sort of ten positions on the ball, Sully and Gareth, and I thought we worked well. Scored some great goals, you know. Um, but we can't defend like we did. Like I said, we've got to make sure we... Uh, we keep these goals the other end to a minimum because you, you can't have to score three goals away from home to get a point. You know, two should be good enough to get a win. Uh, that's what we were doing earlier in the season. At the moment, we're conceding too many. What's the root of the defensive problems? It's, it's three games now in a row with, with three plus goals against. Where, where's yeah. that come from? Uh, it's obviously, the boys are having their own little chat in there. Um, we don't want this soft underbelly, you know. We've got the players, you know, we've got some good players in this side, and you can't go from a team who who were getting plenty of shutouts and nil and one against to, to a team who starts conceding loads of goals. There's got to be there's got to be something that we've got to be looking at here and uh, and sorting it out in training. And that's my job. I've got to get him to the boys and, and make sure we're solid before we start um, going forward. But you know, uh, it's set pieces at the moment. They're causing us problems, and uh, and that's something that we've prided ourselves on over the years. But no, we didn't defend them well today. The switch from John Coleman at half-time was a decisive one, wasn't it, Harry Pell, especially? Yeah, he took off Morgan, who's five foot eight, and put on Pell, who's six foot five, and shelled balls in the box, you know, and Sykes up there as well, you know, they're, they're, they do go very direct now at you, and, uh, and that's that's how they're picking up their points, you know, and uh, yeah, can't, can't say uh, anything against that. We lived off that for a long time, but um, we tried to... We, we, 
hoping to get that ball down a bit more in the first half, which we did. Second half, I think we we, uh, we panicked. They put a lot of pressure on us and we, we just couldn't get out. But um, like I say, we've had some glorious chances at the end there to make it 3-3 and uh, I think we should take them. But other than that, you know, we're going to be uh, looking at Gapey's injury there at the end. But positives are he's coming through a game, definitely. Um, Tuesday's coming quick again, which is another positive, but we've got to get back to winning ways soon. What's the spirit like in the room? I know you've said that, that you've been through these, these bad runs, but this, this squad hasn't, I don't think, this season. What, what's it like in there at the moment? No, the boys are down, you know, they, they need picking up because they're, they're, they're all professionals. They they feel like they're doing enough in games to get points, and uh, and they have been, you know. You know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna panic, we're not gonna go crazy here, but, um, We've got to stick our chances in, definitely, you know, when we get them. And we did it. it some, Sam Volks is a great goal, and, and Sully Kaikai is a great header, you know, some really good wing play. And that's what we worked on, trying to suck the defence out, get it wide, get in behind them. Um, second half, we just didn't do it, you know. Uh, and they put a lot of big lads on. It became a very basketball game, and uh, and we weren't good in that. We, uh, we needed to try and play through the press, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't make it today. So then, seven without a win now for Wickham Wanderers. Cambridge coming up at home, though, this week, followed by a trip to Crewe. So hopefully the wins are just around the corner. It's the second of our opposition views now. Accrington Stanley have been a bit indifferent form-wise of late, so their fans were delighted to beat Wickham Wanderers on Saturday. Here's Opposition View, part two. Raw milk. After a couple of poor results, that's exactly what we needed. Pass me the ale, open at them, come on the Reds. Ads. Two wonderful subs from Collie at half-time, change that game. Watchdog. Full credit, the substitutions made a massive difference to the second half performance. I thought Josh Woods did well arrying their back line and closing them down. And I just love Harry Pell's passion for the game of football. Overall, great result. Past and present, ASFC. Where have we been hiding Josh Woods? It's absolutely no coincidence that our play improved when he came on at half-time. JW22. I just witnessed the worst sending off I've ever seen. Acklington Stanley... I hope you appeal that. Cashman. That sending off didn't even look like a foul to us. The ref was absolutely useless. Matthew Wormsley. We wouldn't even have been playing seven minutes stoppage time if the ref hadn't allowed a blood injury treatment on pitch when the player should have gone off. Bobby Madeley, though. Enough said. Paul. Oh, massive win. And that save by Toby near the end has got to be one of the best of the season. Mark. Much better second half turned this game upside down. Two goals and a magnificent save from Sabin gave us a much-needed win and all three points. First half performance was poor, like our last two games. But the lads gave everything after the break. Right, that's your lot for this week. Many thanks to David Stockdale and Miriam Payne and also you for listening in as well. I know it's hard when the team aren't winning, but fingers crossed 
those three points around the corner. We'll be back next week with news of Cambridge United at home and Crew Alexandra on the road. You can follow both of those games on Wanderers TV and there's also a whole host of other content going up this week as well. In the meantime, come on you blues.